There's a possibly apocryphal story about the legendary vaudevillian and actor W.C. Fields. Near the end of his life, Fields, who had always been a staunch atheist, was found by the actor Thomas Mitchell reading a Bible. When Mitchell asked Fields what he was doing, Fields quipped, looking for loopholes. <laughs> we may chuckle at this story, but we might be tempted to think of our faith in a similar way. After all, every system of law or ethics or morals can be hacked or gamed in some way to gain an advantage. For example, people find ways to keep their money from the IRS. Plenty of loopholes can be found in the law. Someone can game a promotion over someone else without meriting it. And don't get me started on sports. All the time, players find legal or illegal advantages on the diamond or rink or gridiron. Whatever the system, someone somewhere can find a way to beat it. And why shouldn't it be the same with the gospel? After all, on the surface, that's what it sounds like. God gave people rules to follow. They didn't follow them. And then seeing that people would never get it right, Jesus came down to die on the cross, giving us a get-out-of-hell-free card, if we believe in him, whatever that means. That sounds like the greatest hack of all time. It reminds me yet again of Pastor Rawls' bit of doggerel. Freed from the law, oh happy condition. I can sin as I please and still have remission. But in fact, the gospel is not just another system to be gained. It's not even a system. The gospel is radical gift, like everything else we receive from God. Without pleading, without manipulation, without precondition, God provides us with everything for this world and for the world to come. Luther considers the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer in our reading today. And the petition is very simple. Give us today our daily bread. It follows on the second and the third petitions in which we ask that God's kingdom and will would be known among us. And the chief way we know God's kingdom and will are among us are through, is through receiving our daily bread. Everything we need to sustain life. Luther has quite the expansive list here. Daily bread isn't just food. It is clothing, livelihood, faithful members of the family, good weather, good government, and money, to name a few things. I, I can already hear the wheels turning, but what about we're going to get there? Everything that ensures what we have for the, that we have what we need for the day is part of our daily bread. Everything, down to the beating of our hearts. And even if we do earn some of this through our work, or maybe gain it in less than scrupulous ways, in another sense, we earn absolutely nothing. Nothing. Ultimately, all that we have and all that we are is simply a gift from God. 
From God's perspective, there can be no earning of daily bread. There can be nothing of which we say, that is mine, because it all belongs to God. It is all gift. Nowhere does Jesus make this clearer than in the Sermon on the Mount, when he tells his disciples not to be anxious about their lives, what they will eat, drink, or wear. Neither birds nor lilies work for a living, after all. They don't contribute anything useful to the economy. They don't pay bills or answer to shareholders. But God feeds and clothes them, just because God wants to. Same with us. God provides us with our needs, provides for us, simply because God desires to do so. Our labor may be the means by which God provides our daily bread, but there's a, dis- there's a distinction there. Labor is the means. It is not the reason. It is not the reason. It all belongs to God. And God gives because God loves. It is out of God's love for us that God gives us everything. But we might wonder, what about some people who don't get what they need each day? People who are food secure or homeless. Even in our own community, there is a growing homelessness problem. Those whose lives are in danger. Those who don't have a safe place to stay. Those in the path of the hurricane in California and in Mexico. Is God providing for them? Luther himself was troubled by these questions. He answered that this petition of the Lord's Prayer was not just for our daily bread, but also directed against any and all forces that prevent others from receiving their daily bread. In Luther's day, such forces might have included an emperor or a pope or a prince who acted with impunity, riots, famine, or plague. In our day, such forces may include, well, plague, again, an out-of-control housing market, predatory lending, human-fueled climate change that exacerbates extreme weather, or the indignities of various isms that put one group over another group. This petition has teeth. It's not a sentimental, oh, God is so sweet and kind and loving and just gives me everything. You know, this, this is actually also directed against those who would prevent daily bread from coming to God's people as well. We're, not, we're praying for everyone else to receive their daily bread too. Not just to survive, but to thrive. And so we get to the deeper purpose of this prayer. On one level, we are asking what we need for each day. We're asking that all forces that prevent daily bread for others be thwarted so that people can get what they need. But we also recognize who we are in this prayer. We're utterly dependent on everything from God, all of us. We're all lumps of carbon on a lump of, car- of oxygen and silicon in a vast universe. All of us have a finite lifespan. The matter that makes us up will return to dust someday. 
It makes all of our struggles for greatness, status, recognition, reputation, material gain seem rather petty. Because there would really be nothing about us of note. Perhaps we would be just a mere historical accident. Were God not to call and claim us as God's children in baptism. I am baptized. You are baptized. Because of that, you have infinite worth to God. And in our baptism, we don't escape who we are, but we sink into a greater solidarity with the rest of the human family, as Jesus did. Jesus wasn't baptized to escape his humanity, but to sink deeper into it. We recognize that we are a common humanity with a common creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Give us this day our daily bread, reminds us at our core that we are not God. We are not God and that we cannot say of anything, I did that, I earned that all by myself. There's no way to game the system. There are no loopholes. There's only the relationship we have with God and Jesus Christ and the relationship we have with each other. Something happens to us when we recognize this relationship, when the Spirit moves within us. That's the sign that the Holy Spirit is doing, the Spirit's work, changing us from the inside out, making us into truly new people. We're made into people who have been cleansed from sin, transformed into the image of Christ, who are made even more human than we are now. That's not an erasure of identity. That is becoming more fully who God made us to be. When we receive the gospel, recognizing the source of both earthly and eternal blessing, we are changed. There is no way not to receive that and to not be changed. Being changed is part of it, being transformed into the image of Christ. And everything is only gift from a gracious, merciful, and loving God. As Luther wrote in his final hours, we are all beggars. This is true. Thanks be to God. Amen.